Does he Does take he your pictures? Is your husband involved? What does he even do? Welcome to the Instagram Husband Podcast. Welcome back to the Instagram Husband Podcast. If you are new here, I'm your host, Jordan Joseph Ramirez, and I'm married to online personality at Danny Austin. And this is the podcast where we give the raw and unfiltered look into the social media world from our perspective as Instagram husbands. We talk about identity, we talk about business, we talk about relationships, we talk about the highs and lows. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jordan J. Ramirez for semi-regular vlogs, more commentary, and behind the scenes of the day-to-day life of an Instagram influencer. And everyone, please be sure to double tap the home button on your phone right now, open up the Apple Podcasts app, subscribe, and review. The reviews mean a lot to the husbands who are participating, so go show them all some love on each episode. This week's show features guest Matthew Scott, married to at jscott24, or more known as a spoonful of style on Instagram. Matthew is a partner at his law firm, and Jade is a full-time blogger and full-time mother. Although a bit shorter than usual, what makes this week's podcast interesting is that it is the first interview that discusses juggling a family in this Instagram world. How do you raise children when everyone is watching and judging your every move as a mother? How does the hate affect your marriage and your desire to participate in such a public industry? This episode contains some explicit language, so fair warning, but the only thing I actually censored was references to websites popular for haters that I don't believe this podcast should give any promotion to. Let's keep it positive and always remember that your keyboard still creates words, used for good and bad, and those words are read by real people that just like everyone else have real feelings. That's my anti-bullying PSA for the week. Let me take a second to tell you about a company I helped co-found called Noisly. Noisly helps content creators license the world's most popular music for their videos and podcasts. Noisly is a platform dedicated to making it easy for you to safely and legally get music licensed for anything you can imagine. Wedding videography, vlogs, montages, podcasts, it's perfect for everything. Using our music search engine, you can quickly search for music that fits any mood, genre, style, or even specific instrument. Never has it been easier for you to find the perfect soundtrack for your production. Check it out today at www.noisely.com. That's www.noisely.com. So Matt, how are you? How are, are the kids asleep now? They are in their beds and <laughs> they're sleeping soon. Awesome. Well, so I have Matt Scott here. Um, he is the husband to Jade, uh, which is a spoonful of style. Um, Matt, I, I, I know that you're a little bit more mysterious on the blog uh, and on the Instagram. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about who you are, where you're from, uh, what you do and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. I am, my, as you said, my name is Matt. I'm not mysterious by intention. It's just Jade's blog and Instagram are very organic. And most of the time I'm the one taking the pictures. So <laughs> it's sort of natural that I'm not on there quite as much. But right. uh, I'm from South Florida. I grew up down here. And Jade and I actually met in high school and dated in high school a little bit well i guess for more more than a year and we always kept in touch when i went away to college i went away to college in dc and 
then I went to law school and moved back down to South Florida. And after a few years of being back down in Fort Lauderdale, Jade and I reconnected on Facebook somewhat by chance. I think I was sick of dating and sort of wanted to check on what Jade was up to because we sort of would date on and off over the years. And I knew she had been in a relationship for a while and she was engaged. And I don't know, I think I just looked her up on Facebook and she happened to be broken up. And I just hollered at her with a quick message or what do the kids say these days? I slid into her DMs real quick. <laughs> and she had just called it off with this guy. She was living about an hour and a half away uh, north of where I lived. And we decided to just meet up, quote unquote, you know, to catch up. And we really hit it off again like nothing had ever changed or we had ever broken up or anything. Wow. And we started dating seriously. And then she moved in, she moved in with me. And it was pretty much history from there. But I was ready to settle down. Right. To being for a while. She was ready to settle down. And so when we started dating again, there, there, there were no games or like screwing around, figuring out if we're a good fit. We, we moved in together with the express intention that we'd be getting engaged soon. Right. And so it was fairly anticlimactic in the sense that I proposed to her maybe within six months of us getting back together this last time because we had always kept in touch like I'd come home from college for Christmas break and I'd be like hey you want to go out and party or whatever and we'd hang out and pseudo date for a couple weeks or whatever that kind of thing so we would always stay close and so when we got back together it was seamless sure and and so before we get into kind of when the blog came in um to the picture I want I want people to get to know you a little bit so I um, you're a partner at your firm, which, um, you know, in, in law, that's a really big deal. So congratulations there, but tell us, uh, more specifically what type of law you practice, you know, what does your day to day look like? Uh, just all the interesting high notes there. Yeah. So I, uh, so I went to Georgetown for undergrad. I've always been interested in politics and political science type stuff. And I started practicing law and hated the kind of law I did initially, which was litigation. Mm-hmm. And I transitioned to a kind to a, a niche area of law called use and zoning. So what I do is I represent people and companies that want to develop land or open a new restaurant or build a new multifamily mixed use building. And what I do is I help them get it approved through the various cities in, in, in which I work. So it's sort of a hybrid of law and politics and, and lobbying. So my day involves meeting with people that oppose our projects or right. meeting with local government officials, trying to negotiate deals, figure out whether we can gain people's support for a project. And it, it, what's, what's cool, one of the cool things about what I do is that I'm frequently engaging with a lot of architects and sort of giving my two cents on design and architecture and what I think would be really cool projects because like I, I'm really fascinated by Uber and Lyft and transportation changes and stuff like that. And so I sort of encourage forward thinking urban design in my projects to the extent that I can. Obviously it's not up to me, it's up to the client, but right. you talk about a place like Austin or, or trying to move forward and push forward with policy that makes cities better, better places to live. Whenever I can, I'm trying to push for that sort of stuff, but it can be really challenging because there's so many different opinions. 
It's funny because it's, it's, it's all about, I mean, it really does start at the level that you're fighting at as well. You know, we, we moved from Austin, Texas to Dallas, Texas. So Dallas, um, if you've ever been, it's, it's a much more sprawled out city. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, Austin is very progressive and innovative in the way that they've designed their, their policy and their commercial zoning so that you can have very walkable neighborhoods. Um, and it's been a big bummer for us in, in Dallas because, you know, you don't really have those pockets of, of walkable communities. And I'm sure that that's, you know, you, you know, you being kind of fighting the good fight, like I'm sure that you're and wanting Uber and Lyft to come into cities. I'm sure that's kind of what you're excited about is more walkable communities, more dense cities. And it's just where communities found it's, it's, it's really interesting, but it all really does start at your level and the projects that you're able to approve or deny. And I think that that was really cool about what I found that you did uh, when I was reading up about it a little bit. Yeah, I can't wait for driverless vehicles, uh, <laughs> sort of like a automation nerd. I guess nerd's too strong. I mean, I don't like stay up late at night reading about it, but I think it'll be such a great thing and it'll be really cool to see all these parking garages around the country yeah. that will be developed, right? Because we won't need them anymore because people won't need to park their cars. Tell us, okay, so, so you're, you got married. Um, you know, when did the blog come into the picture? Um, you know, was it immediately she had already blogged before you guys got married? When did that come in? She's always been very cool since we were in high school. She's always had a really cool edge to her. Right. When she, when she and I first got back together, when after law school, she had her own business in Stewart, in like the Stewart Jupiter area of Florida um, as a hairstylist. And she moved down to, and she always loved fashion. And she moved down to live with me and she left her business. She said, I'm done with it. Maybe I'll try rebuilding it down in Fort Lauderdale in South Florida. And she was having a real hard time doing that, rebuilding the clientele. Um, and she was really struggling. And so we were going through this process of trying to figure out, as I was a young lawyer, trying to figure out what she was going to do. And so we were talking about her going back to school to be a nurse or um, a teacher. Or I, we were sort of just trying to figure it out. But Jade started taking selfies, uh, you know, opposite of the day as a hobby. And she was in between jobs, trying to figure out what she was going to do. And at that time, we both were on budget. So I had a budget for going out drinking with my buddies and golfing dollars a month. And she had a budget of, I don't know what it was, three, four, or 500 bucks a month to, to shop because we were trying to save money. We were trying to buy a house. And she was she was trying to figure out ways to be able to shop more than she could. And the Instagram thing sort of started as her saying, maybe if I do Instagram, maybe if I get a big enough following, maybe if I get a blog going, people start sending me clothes and then I can get more clothes without having to buy them. And so that was sort of the initial thought. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden it started to blow up and she started making friends with other bloggers and rewards all came around. And sort of within a year or two, of her having random jobs and trying out other salons and working in retail for fashion before you knew it, she was making pretty good income from blogging and Instagram. Sure. So around this time, I think I'm trying to remember, yeah, it was blowing up pretty, pretty quickly and we had gotten married and we were starting to try to have a kid mm -hmm. and she was sharing a lot about what was going on in our life. And she started sharing, the struggles of us to get of us getting pregnant and just in a genuine wanting to have an outlet to share her experience because she knew it's a very difficult thing a lot of people struggle with 
So she was doing the same. And that I think had a very large effect on the growth of her blog and her Instagram, quite honestly, because I think people really responded to the honesty. She approached sort of the, the challenges with getting pregnant. Right. And so it created a very personal connection between her audience and quite, quite frankly, your family, right? Yes, exactly. And this was something we struggled with. Like we, we thought about was whether to share that much. And um, I was in typical fashion complaining about all the pictures as it was growing and how it wasn't so much fun taking pictures on my weekend because I'd work all week. Because in the early years, when we didn't really know what we were doing, the pictures would be like a big fight where we would go down and take pictures and she'd be yelling at me. And then I started yelling at her because I'd be like, what the hell are you yelling at me for? At this time, it wasn't very clear if she's going to make a lot of money from it or whatever. And so it was just like, I'm doing this as a favor to you. Why are you screaming and yelling at me? And so it was sort of like a comedy. Like if someone walked by us, it would be like, I can't imagine what they would have thought when we were taking these pictures because it was like screaming and yelling at each other. So it was sort of a hectic time. Right. Uh, but after, I don't know, a few years of doing it, there's sort of, we figured with of it all. And the whole picture part of it has gotten very, very easy. What was the tipping point for you on the pictures? Was it, you know, when you really started to see this more as a business versus a hobby? Um, you know, was that maybe some of the strife at the beginning? So yes, the beginning parts were, I was working, she was doing this hobby, and it wasn't clear whether this was going to be a thing that where we made money from. Right. And then when we started making money, me being a pretty typical guy, I was like, let's do it. Fine. Let's get it done. And so we lived in an area at the time that was very windy. And so pictures would We'd go downstairs to take pictures from where we lived, and she would start screaming and yelling because her hair would be blown all over the place. And I would be like, just shut up, <laughs> take the pictures, or, or put your hair up, and just get it over with, like trying to make some money. Come on, you know, like just for a family or whatever, whatever I'd say. And right. so that's how a lot of our screaming matches, a lot of the times would turn to screaming matches because she'd be like, no, it's too windy, I'm not doing this. And I'd be like, just shut up and smile. And it was this like chaotic scene where we would be screaming and yelling, she would and she'd be like, okay. The wind stopped and then she just starts smiling as if nothing happened. And so it was like a pretty comical thing when I look back on it. Right. Um, but I mean, I feel like there were sort of three phases to this Instagram husband for me. There was the starting the blog and Instagram, which was tough and we would fight a lot. And I wasn't sure if we should be spending this much money on everything we were doing. And, but we had tons of time because when you don't have kids, you, you do have time to do these things. Then we had our daughter, Andy, and when she was a baby, Jay was doing really well with the blog, and we made it a business, and we were super efficient. And it was okay, because she was a baby. She'd sit in the stroller, and it was no big deal. And then now we have two kids, and it's just like complete, complete chaos. It's just like complete chaos. It's like whatever we can do, we like snap a picture as we're running into a restaurant. Good, we got that shit. Like, keep it moving. Okay, get the table. Like, you know what I mean? It's like always crazy. Um, and so those are sort of like the three chapters of, of, of Instagram. Right. I mean, you know, the funny thing is I'm probably, I would guess that some of the pictures that you would think that were the, probably the most chaotic when you took them, I bet they sometimes perform the best and you're like, well, what the heck? Like, what, what even is this thing? You know, like what do people well, really want to see? I'm always, so, so Jade wants me to always take a ton of pictures. She has this sort of concern that unless she has enough pictures, she won't be able to get a good one. Right. Uh -huh. And I'm always saying, we just got to do action shots, baby girl. Like we just got to do the kids everywhere. Uh, just you flying and just, just make them action shots from now on and make our life right. easier. And, and so that's a consistent struggle. Cause 
I mean, the reality is from my perspective, and I'm obviously not a blogger or super creative, but I'm sure the action shots would be fine. Right. And yeah, Jade's in the background saying I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, so, so here's my, here's, here's a question that I have because, you know, I'm sure that um, from the time that you all started the blog, you know, you were, you were a young lawyer, as you said, but now, you know, you're probably a pretty established lawyer, a partner at your firm, your responsibilities and your career and your ambitions have grown exponentially. The blog um, has grown, you know, exponentially and continues to grow, you know, so you're, you're kind of juggling two very successful careers, right? How, how do you, how do you manage that? You know, and I'm, I'm asking you specifically, cause you come home, you know, let's say you work, uh, I don't know, eight to six, right? You know, you come home, you're, you're probably tired. You got to go take pictures or, or is your schedule flexible enough on your end where you're able to kind of take afternoons off? I mean, how, I just want to know how you do it. Yeah. So the, so it's been a priority in Jade's life forever to, to put the kids first. So she is, has sort of throttled back on the blog a little bit in the past two years, I would say focus on the kids and the blog and Instagram take sort of a backseat role. So that's one way that we make, that we make it happen. The other thing is Jade does a really good job as much as I bitch about it. She does a good job of integrating pictures into what we're doing. So as an example, we like to go for pizza every Friday night as a family. We'll take a picture right before we walk in the room. And as much as I give her a hard time or whatever, it legitimately takes four minutes before dinner. And so she'll get a picture that way. Right. And she obviously does quite a bit of selfies. And then I would say once or twice a week, we um, take some pictures. And then I just fit it in when I can, whether it's I come home early for work one day and I put it on my calendar like a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I work it in that way that I'll say, I'll, put it on, I'll just put it on my calendar for everyone in the office to know that I'm no, I'm out from three to five or whatever it is that day. Right. And then on the weekends, the, 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 the reality of weekends, I think, when you have young kids is you're hanging out with your kids all weekend. And they're taking naps. And, and it's not always like fun and exciting doing fun stuff. It's a lot of hanging out. Right. So we do that as well, where we'll be hanging out and then we'll take some pictures while we're all hanging out. You know what I mean? So we, right. But we don't take as many pictures as we did when we were, when Jade was really doing it. So that's so, because that's, that's so interesting to me. Cause I, I mean, you know, all of our wives, you know, in order to kind of get to the place that they've been at, there had to be such a degree of consistency and such a degree of ambition. I mean, Jade, it sounds like had to put up with, uh, you're crying and moaning, not wanting to take pictures, just like all of our wives had, you know, in the beginning, you know, when it was not really anything yet, it was just a hobby. It was something that they believed in. So it just takes a really special type of person to be successful within the blogging industry, you know, a very ambitious type of, of woman. And what's interesting to me is it sounds like, you know, the way that you all have balanced family and, um, you know, your career and, and all the other priorities is you kind of throttled the, the blog down a little bit. Now, had, was that hard for, for Jade to do? I mean, was that like a season of transition, you know, to, to, to realize, hey, I, I want to be um, a mom first and a blogger second? Like, was that a hard transition? Well, she never had a genuine uh, conflict about which was going to come first. Right. But so the decision was easy, but what's not easy is like the balance. So what I mean by that is it's not easy for us. Like we regularly fight 
about the configuration of things. As far as when are you going to come home, she shall say to me, or I'll push her to get an assistant or to get some help with the babies to watch the kids. And we fight about it all the time. Like it's a constant thing that we're working through. So I mean, you can call it balance, but it's like, it's like the shakiest balance ever. Like, like we are always working on it. And so it's, 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 it's it's trying to manage the chaos. It sounds like, I mean, and, and the the problem is that, you know, with, with her career, um, with blogging, there's no routine to it. You know, like for example, my wife, Danny, um, you know, she'll, we've only been married for, for four months uh, or five months at this point, you know? And so she will get a call, you know, or maybe a brand opportunity and, you know, she was supposed to be in Dallas, you know, one week and then, you know, three days later, she's suddenly in Atlanta or New York. And so there's really, it's hard to build a routine around this type of lifestyle. Um, whereas I'm, sh- I'm sure that your, you know, your career, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit more routine. Like you're going to go in at yeah. this time, you're going to leave at this time. And then what I can't imagine, what I really just am so curious when I talk to uh, bloggers who have kids is when kids come into the picture, there's got to be a number of things. I mean, like someone, uh, one of your kids falls and scrapes their legs. Like it's just a whole nother debacle of chaos, of potential chaos coming into the, the picture. And so it, it sounds like where most of the conflict is, is, you know, you guys rightfully so just wanting to have some sense of management over that chaos and it just not being possible with the career and the kids and everything. Yeah. So we, I have this funny story that Jade probably doesn't want me to tell, but um, when Andy, before we had our son Lincoln and we just had Andy and Jade's blog was killing it. I mean, she was doing the best she ever did. And it's one of the funny things about this blogger life with all like the different haters out there and people that sell the mean stuff on like the Gomi websites and stuff like this is that I don't think they, I don't think they actually understand that our wives make a very good living from this. But anyway, so my, my point is she was doing really, really well at the time. This is before Instagram changed and all that stuff. And Andy was young and we were taking tons of pictures and we were fighting a lot. I was like, look, I'm busy at work. I can't do this all the time. Cause we used to do pictures like every day before work. So we'd get up early, she'd get ready you know, do the whole blogger, get ready thing, however long that takes. And then we go downstairs to where we had pictures, where we take pictures and I take pictures and I go to work. And I was like, Jade, you got to get a photographer. This is crazy. You have a legit business. I don't know why we're doing this. I'm not a photographer. So she said, (laughs) she was fighting a tooth and nail. No way. It's awkward. I'm not doing that. That's stupid. So I went on Craigslist and posted an ad saying, no, uh, pretending to be Jade. And I said, "Um, I'm a blogger looking for a photographer, uh, you know, flexible schedule a couple times a week. I'll pay you. You don't have to edit pictures. You can just send them to me. So I got a ton of responses. Of course, I got like 50 responses. I twisted Jade's arm to doing interviews and I whittled it down to like five random women. And we met at a Starbucks and Jade was, I mean, kicking and screaming, going to this thing. So we meet these women at, at a Starbucks, like one by one, they come in for the meetings and I'm walking I'm pacing around while Jade's doing the interviews and I'm like, and I'm walking Andy around in a stroller um, because she was an infant at the time. So I'm doing like laps around the table being like, Oh man, I hope she likes one of them. Like, I hope she just hires one of these women and I don't know. And, and we can have a peaceful marriage where I have my job and she has her job. And then we just hang out. Right. Because it was like being very difficult at the time. And I'm, I'm like, when it looks like it's going good, she has some rapport with a couple of ladies that are laughing and giggling and I'm like, oh, baby, I think I'm out. I think she's going to hire a photographer. I think I'm going to finally be out of here. I'm going to do this. And so she gets on the last interview, and, and we get up to walk out. And I'm like, wow, that went really well. And she's like, what? 
heck no, I'm not hiring any of those people. And I was like, shit, I thought I was out. I thought that was my chance. It looked like it was going so well, but yeah, she, what? Yeah, she's what, like an what? art, she's like stuff. And so she's very personal and not just gonna let anyone tears. And so she was, she's very stubborn about these things. <laughs> so, and, and it's, you, you brought this up a couple of times because I mean, I, I mean, plenty of the husbands that, I, that I've talked to, I mean, you know, even though they're very involved, and, you know, to, to varying degrees, you know, most, most of the bloggers do have some type of help, whether that's an intern, whether that's part-time, full-time, yeah, you're telling you know, why, me help. why, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, it, it's, it's, it's actually really cool that, that Jade is so, um, you know, cool might be, a, it depends on who I'm talking to at this point, but you know, it, it's interesting that Jade doesn't want that. Why, why is that? Why, why is there a resistance to seeking help like an assistant or, you know, another photographer or anything like that? Well, so I think early on, it was just sort of stubbornness on her part and, and her feeling like it'll be awkward to have some random person take my pictures. And we tried a couple, in fairness to Jade, we tried a couple of people and it was just seemed like it was right. more trouble than it was worth. Right. And then the assistant part, I f so, so what I would love is if we were to get like an assistant slash nanny because uh, Jade could focus on her block. Right. Jade always struggles with what she would have the assistant do because she feels like it's important that she be authentic in her interaction with her followers. And so she doesn't understand, she doesn't know how an assistant or someone could respond to emails, messages, whatever from followers. And so she's always struggled with like, what would I have that person do? And I can't make her do it. Right. It's, it's, it's her business. Um, so yeah, it's something that we, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, Jade and, and Danny would get along really well because, you know, we have, we have, uh, so Danny has an assistant, her name's Cassidy. Um, and she's kind of, it's funny, we don't have kids, but you know, she is like part of our family now. Um, and you know, she will go on trips with Danny and sometimes I'll go and sometimes I won't go. And you know, there's a lot of, you know, administrative tasks. And sometimes I, I do feel bad because it seems like, you know, Cassidy's like, you know, just making our lives function for, on a very personal level, like whether that's like helping get oil changes or car washes so that we can juggle our careers and things like that. And then there are other days, you know, where it's like, hey, you're going to go to this, you know, blogger event with me and I really need you to help take pictures. And so it's funny because I think it takes a really special person to be an assistant to a blogger because it is like the personal life is the professional life. The professional life is the personal life. It's all kind of yeah. intermixed. And well, the hard thing that Danny's found was that, um, you know, I'm very probably much like, you know, you were, I'm very process oriented. I'm like, okay, well, here's a batch of tasks. Like let's take photos. For example, you need to hire a photographer because photos, you do these on a regular basis. So you take this task and you divvy it out. Right. And that's just good management. But because it is such a personal business, like, um, I've gotten reprimanded because it's like, you know, Danny's sick or something and I'll try and help her answer emails. And she's like, you didn't answer it like me. And I'm like, I put a smiley face emoji. Like what more should I do? Oh <laughs> no, my God. I know. I would never try to respond to emails. <laughs> and I, it really was like, I feel like I'm so good at, you know, like embodying Danny's voice in, in an email, but I, I can't do it anymore. Like I tried it for a day and she kicked me off because she was like, I just, this is just me. Like I can't, these are my relationships. Like I can't let anyone interfere with that. And so our, our, our wives are also, you know, they're on top of just being super ambitious. They're also, it's a very creative field. And I feel like there's a lot of control that 
you know, comes with that and, and really wanting, wanting to maintain that personal relationship. So I, I get where Jade is at. It's just hard. It's got to be hard for you guys, you know, just juggling so much. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Did you, was Danny a, a blogger before, like when you, before you guys started dating? Kind of. Um, so Danny started on YouTube. Um, so she was our, always kind of a YouTuber and she had had her channel whenever I first met her um, and we started dating, but it was a fraction of the size as it is now. And I would say that I was probably in kind of the same boat that you were in, uh, in terms of my perception of it. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that's what she does. And we were both still in college, um, in Austin at the time. And so I know we didn't really have to ask the questions of like, is this going to be your career? Is this going to be your hobby? Like when we were in college, it was just like, Hey, this is cool. Like this is a really cool hobby that, that she has. Um, you know, and she was making some money, uh, at it at the time. And then, you know, we started dating seriously. Um, you know, we dated seriously for two years and her blog grew, um, you know, and it really was something that she was doing full time, but I don't think that I really started taking it very seriously and feeling like I was a part of it from a, um, from both like an ownership standpoint and also like kind of like a character in the story even uh, until we got married, you know, and it's because I just, I don't know, it was like always her thing. And then like I had my thing and then we got married five months ago and it's kind of why I started this podcast. Cause I'm like, Oh dang, like this is this whole world. I don't know. I think I was just being a little bit daft that I thought we would get married and it would, it just would still be there, but it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't creep into our marriage, but it is like a full time thing. And so um, yeah. I've just had to kind of learn the ins and outs of, you know, not, uh, you know, not having a bad attitude when we take pictures, everything that you've gone through, and then everyone else has gone through, I went through it as well. And it's just like, what's been cool about our marriage thus far is that um, as I've really kind of understood and accepted the career path that she's on, and I've you know, even like for me connected with her followers in a, in a way, like definitely not on the same level that she does, but you know, letting them get to know me more. Um, I, it's opened up to a whole new level of like, Oh, like this is cool because I can serve my wife in this way, or I can, you know, she's happy, you know, whenever this photo is taken or it's like, it's like almost in a weird way, like, uh, the, the saying a happy wife, happy life. It's like, okay, if I need to take a picture to do that, like, let's do that. <laughs> um, and yeah. so it, it's just a journey. It's a journey for all of us. And I think we're all like, there's 10 years ago, the Instagram husband wasn't a thing. And quite frankly, neither was a blogger for the most part. And so we're yeah. all kind of just trying to figure out this whole thing. And we have like, I'm sure, I don't know, you know, what your in-laws are like, but we all have parents who are, you know, supportive. And, but at the same time, they're like, uh, you know, what do you guys do? <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they don't understand it. And so we're just trying to make sense of this whole world, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, I think, I feel like with parents or older people, they're frequently very weary of how much, how much, we share yeah uh, on on all of it right and and i i sort of get that part well and that's what i was going to ask you about too is like you know the kids so I, you know obviously like i'm not at a stage in life where we have kids but you know i i think that it seems to me that when you when you involve your kids it almost opens you up to a whole new 
bucket of haters. It's like you, you're single and you're just kind of newlyweds. You have haters, but they're in this bucket. Then you get more haters when kids get involved because then people are judging you as parents and they're judging your kids and they're judging your family. Has that, you know, has that ever been anything that you regretted? You know, I know that uh, you were so open about the, the struggles getting pregnant, it sounded like, but when the kids got involved, did it increase the hate at all? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing we struggle with are other moms saying mean stuff to Jade. I think that's, it's like crazy how much that goes on. And I guess it's because they're hiding behind computers and phones, but that's a really difficult thing. Yeah. And so I'm, I pretty frequently, Jade and I frequently discuss her not sharing as much because all it does is open her up for other people to judge her. And it's so hard for them to, so what they think, what followers think when they see story, Instagram stories or whatever, uh, they make judgments about it, but it's never a full picture of what's going on in our life, right? It's like a moment. Right. Perfect example would be if Jade were venting, right? And so sometimes she'll vent about having a hard time with the kids. Let's say one of the kids is behaving badly. So she'll vent about it. And her thought process is, I'm sharing this because I feel like it's a way to engage with my followers and because I don't want them to feel like I have this perfect life and they're, and they're less than because my life, I present my life to be perfect. So she's sort of sharing like that she's struggling with something, right? Right. So it's really an empathetic attempt, an attempt at empathy with people like, look, I'm a mess too or whatever, right? And then it'll turn around on her where people should get these messages like you're a bad mom or stop complaining. I don't have what you have or things like this. And so it's very tough. So I told Jade recently, I was like, just stop. Just stop having those conversations with people. Keep it mm -hmm. to fashion. Keep it to fashion and fun is what I said because there's no winning, no matter what, there'll be these moms out there. Because there's so much jealousy uh, out there about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so even though Jade should be more hardened to this, even though Jade shouldn't be sensitive about it because she puts herself out there. Sure. The reality is, I mean, look, Kevin Durant is sensitive about what people comment on his Instagram, right? So yeah. it's a human thing to get your feelings hurt by these things when someone says something so mean. Right. And so personally, I think Jade and I should not share quite as much. And so I think she's trying to sort of strike that balance um, because it's a lose-lose situation. Is she pushing, is she pushing back on you? Uh, you know, you're saying, Hey, I think we should share less. Is she saying, you know, I, I agree. Or is she saying I disagree? No, she agrees. She agrees. Yeah. But she also has built this business and much of the business revolves around her being personal and honest. Right. And so there's a tension there. Let me ask you this. Do you, what, what do you think the percentage is? I mean, you know, typically, cause I mean, we, every, the husband goes through the same thing. I mean, you know, um, but what I tell Danny typically is it's like, you know, for every, you got to look at the statistics here, you know, for every 10 people who are saying, Hey, this like really helped me or encouraged me, you know, this helped me feel positive. You get one person who says like quit blogging or stop sharing or just, you know, says something mean. Is it, is it like 50, 50 with you all, you know, or is it, you know, for, is it much less, uh, negative than it is positive. Oh, of course. Of course it's much less. Right. Of course it's much less. Of course it's a vast minority. It's right. like you said. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, it's like 10%, but that's right. not how our wives think. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's, I think they, because you, it's true. The vast, vast majority of, of their followers like what they're doing and appreciate right. it. Right. 
And that's, what I, that's what I, I mean, that would be, you know, trying to remain as unbiased as possible, but you know, I, that would just be my only encouragement. I know it's gotta be so hard, especially whenever kids are involved, but it's kind of like, you know, we, I've just found through Danny and, and, and through so many other bloggers that transparency and talking about things on the internet that um, typically have never really been talked about before um, in such a public forum it's helped so many people, you know, and it's like, uh, when I think, when I tell Danny that you can't let that one comment of 10 get to you, it's like, it's like letting the haters win in a lot of ways. And, you know, I just, I'd hate for, I'd hate for you guys to stop being transparent and, and having such a positive impact just because, you know, some people on some weird forum that are probably kind of miserable and, and jealous and all that, you know, well, that's what kills me is I just, I honestly find all of that fascinating. I find that someone who has a life somewhere, mm-hmm. kids, whatever, not, not, would be like, you know, today I'm going to say some mean ass shit to this person. I don't know. Like, I, I, know. I don't know. I, I can't imagine ever doing that. I can't imagine ever doing that to someone. And, and so I sort of like marvel at that there are people out there doing that. Um, What's your, what's your best philosophical understanding of that situation? (laughs) What's your, what's your best interpretation of, of why and how that happens or what that person is? So it's, so of course it comes from some sort of sadness, right? It has to. And, um, and then I think it's must be sort of entertaining a little bit to do it. Like the anonymity of it, that you can do it you can create a fake Instagram account or you can create some sort of phantom name and go on it. So it must be some sort of entertaining outlet to be like, I just said something really mean to this person, right. I guess, you know, but it's so weird because you played out to the nth degree and you know, I don't see these people, these personas of people being someone who like, it's like they ha- they're on their fake Instagram account and they show their friend next to them and they're like, Hey, I have a fake Instagram and look what I said to Jade. You know, I don't see them like being able to brag about it in public because I think that people are still good enough that if someone was bragging about like just totally tearing this person down, you would hope that the friend next to them is like, Hey, that's, that's pretty messed up. You should not do that. So it's this no, weird, yeah. it's this weird self-indulging behind closed doors, completely private. I only know about this type of thing. And that I, I still, I'm with you. I don't fully understand it. I, I, I don't understand. I got a, I got a, I got a fake call from the, like this scam phishing thing from the IRS today. And they said that I was, you know, like they called from like a seven six zero number and said, "This is the IRS. You're you have an arrest warrant out." And I called the number back all day because I was so I thought it was so funny that they were trying to get my social security number that I messed with them all day, and that was satis- satisfactory to me only <laughs> because they came at me first. You know, a lot of these these haters they have no trigger like it's like pure positivity. It's, it's like, Hey, this is me. I'm putting myself out there on the internet. I'm not really trying to meddle in your life at all. And they're, they just come at you. It's, and they, they attack. And I don't, I don't understand the persona. Well, what I, so what, so two, there's two thoughts I have. One is I'm always saying stuff to Jay, just like you say to you about, look, it's just one crazy person or it's just, you know, a minority of people 
you got to get thicker skin if you're going to put yourself out there. And in fairness to Jade about this and the others, imagine if I was at my job and every day I got an email from a person saying, you suck at being a lawyer and I think you should quit. Once a day, someone said that to me, right? Like, oh, I saw what you did on that project you're working on. It was terrible. Kill yourself or whatever, right? How bad would I feel? How bad would I feel? How long would you last? How long would you last? I try to be fair to Jade that it's easy, easier said than done to have thick skin. I just can't get wrap my head around that there are people that are like, what are you going to do tonight? Uh, read a book or work out or hang out with my family. No, I'm going to log into a website. <laughs> things about bloggers. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, but like to your point, if I did get those emails and they were like, Hey, you're never going to be, you're never going to be this, or like, you should quit now, or you should, you should kill yourself. Like if someone really attacked me professionally and personally like that, I, I really, this is where I, I, I give it to Danny and Jade. I think I'd last, I think I'd last maybe a week. Like I, it would just get to me and it would fester and it would blow up in my mind. And it would just, it, it's just, it's just a mental fortitude that I don't think a lot of bloggers get enough credit for because everyone wants to knock on this, you know, quite frankly, they want to knock on our wives and they want to say, Oh, you're, you're just traveling the world. Your job's easy. And what I always want to say to those people is, Hey, I really want you to pick up your phone and I want you to take a selfie and I want you to write a vulnerable caption. And then I want you to send it even to your 200 closest friends and see how that goes over. And it's so hard. It is extremely hard to do. It takes a very special person. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Well, so what are some, I mean, are you guys, are, are you guys officially going to kind of stop sharing as much? Like, is that, you know, is that kind of a verdict that the audience is going to become aware of it? You know, is it kind of like a, something you're putting in, in practice or are you just kind of as a general rule trying to follow it and being a little bit more sensitive about what you post? I think it's more of a general rule. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we like, like, for example, I like dancing with the kids. I, I grew up in a house where we danced a lot and played music and I try to dance with the kids a lot. I'm perfectly fine with Jade sharing us doing fun things as a family. Yeah. I think the biggest area where the Jade gets negative feedback is when she'll go on her stories and sort of share what's going on in her life, mm-hmm. good or bad. And because of that, in the stories, like the, the commentary, she just gets all kinds of random feedback from people, whether they like it or hate it. And so I'm sort of encouraging her to not do that as much. And I think she's trying to cut back, but it's nothing dramatic, right? right. It's nothing transformative. It's just, hey, look, if I'm having a bad day, maybe I don't share that on my story because there's crazy people out there that will maybe think they have, they're having a worse day and will say mean things to me. Right. Right. So let me ask you one last question and then I'll, I'll let you guys get back to resting and, and all that. Um, what, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to any Instagram husband out there? What would one piece of advice I would give to an Instagram? Husband? It can be a couple if you want, <laughs> if you have a whole speech prepared. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Just listen to your wife. That's, no, that's that's not that helpful. I, I think one thing about this whole concept of being an Instagram husband, like you see on Instagram, I don't know, on some of like the guy 
type um, accounts like, I don't know, Total Frat Move or Ball Partial Sports or whatever. Like you'll see the, them posts of a video of a guy taking pictures of his girlfriend. Have you seen these? Yeah, I've seen those. Like the, the funny viral videos, yeah. Yes. And so I, I think that guys need to try to not – and this, is, this, is, this applies to me as well – to not be um, – insecure or negative or self-conscious about doing it because you're supporting your wife yeah and so if my wife's job as an example entailed her having to let's say it was work nights as a nurse and so what that required of me was i watched the kids at night well of course i would do that right because mm-hmm. i'd be supporting my wife's career sure but taking pictures no matter how awkward it can be at times if you have to like stand on a staircase or bend over backwards or get it down on your knees However awkward it can be, it's the same thing. Right. And so I think it's important to conceptualize that you're doing this to support your wife. And so therefore it's valuable um, as opposed to being insecure about it and thinking that it makes you look dumb or I don't know, not masculine in some way. I've, I never bought into that idea that masculinity means not supporting your wife. Right. And so I think that would sort of be some advice is, is get over it in your head that you're doing this to support your wife. However awkward it may be at some time, at times. Yeah, you know, honestly, man, I, I think that that's what's so interesting about um, about this podcast. Like, it kind of started as a joke, but then you know, the messages that I got and the DMs that I got were from uh, boyfriends and husbands, and some were lighthearted, like, "Oh yeah, this is totally me," and then other ones were like, "Hey, like, I really struggle with this because it's not, it's not really like it's it's so interesting. Like, it's not just a conversation about taking pictures. It's about a a conversation about how we kind of view our own masculinity. And there are a lot of men out there who are like, you know, I'm the provider, I'm this, I'm this, you know, I'm not going to support my wife. And I think it's so cool that you said that because um, I do think that there are a lot of younger guys out there who do feel embarrassed. Like I've, I've even been around some where it's like, you know, all of our wives are bloggers and it's like, Hey, will you take my picture? And it's, it's like some are like, yeah, yeah, like let me get this, like let me let me help you, and then others are like, oh, yeah, I'm not like I don't I don't even want to be here, like and have to have like this bad attitude, and it's it's pride, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. it's, it's not challenging your masculinity at all. It's like you know, it's you being a good husband, and that's okay, right? Like there's we don't need to let anything about what you think society is saying about it like deter you from doing that. Well, the one caveat to that is, and Jane and I had to fight through this is. The ones you see where the woman is like screaming and yelling at the man to take the picture a certain way, <laughs> yes. that's not okay. Yes. Yes. And I had to get to a point where I was like, look, I'm not going to have you yell at me as right. I'm doing this to support you. Yes. And she's gotten way better with that. But that was something we had to fight through. So that's yeah. where I dropped off. But okay. Well, hey, Matt, thank you so much for being on. I, I know that Jade was in the background listening. Hi, Jade. Um, hope we didn't say anything that embarrassed you. Um, but I, I really appreciate everything that you shared and, um, you know, we'll look forward to, to posting an interview and keep following along. Do you want to go ahead and plug Jade real quick? What's her, what's her blog? Yeah. So her blog is the spoonful all one word and her Instagram is jscott24. Awesome. We'll follow along with the Scott family. I appreciate it, Matt. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.